This is the Rebel HR Podcast, the podcast about all things innovation in the people space. I'm Kyle Rode. Let's start the show. Welcome back, Rebel HR community. Extremely excited for the conversation today. We've got a special uh, release episode here on this uh, Friday morning for you. Uh, with us, we have Samantha Colson, the co-director of the 2023 Iowa State SHRM Conference. The conference is named The Great Reset. Uh, we're going to be talking about the conference today, talking a little bit about Samantha's background, and uh, really excited to share an opportunity for some continuing ed uh, with the community. With us, we also have Patrick Moran. Patrick, welcome back. Thanks, Kyle. Welcome to be back and happy to be back. Sounds good. Play uh, play nice with the guest this week because uh, he was getting a little chippy before I hit record. So I'll be safe. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure, Sam. No pressure. Uh, well, Samantha, thank you again so much for for joining us, and and I also want to say thank you for your your volunteer leadership with the uh, state council uh, or SHRM in the state of Iowa. So uh, why don't you just uh, start off by telling our our listeners just a little bit about your background. Yeah, well, thank you guys so much for having me on as a podcast listener. Super exciting to get to be here today. Um, uh, my background is pretty interesting. I actually originally went to college to be an agriculture teacher. So if you guys have heard of like FFA, I would have been the FFA teacher. Um, uh, right out of college, though, got the opportunity to do a sales job, which made quite a bit more than teaching. So went, took a sales job. And my sales job, I was assigned, my mentor was an HR. Um, and from that, it really kind of spun me into the rest of my career. I was like, I love what you do. How did you get your job? And she was like, I went and got my master's in HR. Um, and then during COVID and that reset, I was one of those people that had that COVID clarity is what they called it. Decided to finally go back and get my master's. Got my master's while working full time and got my first full time HR job. Um, and now I'm currently in my second at my second organization in HR. Um, and we moved back to the Iowa area in 2021. Um, and since then have gotten really involved with SHRM. Um, and it's been a great way to meet people being newer to the community. Well, Samantha, I think, uh, you know, I really appreciate that, that story. I, you know, I love the fact that like everybody in HR, uh, it seems, uh, didn't start out with that as their primary career objective. And uh, it's almost like HR finds us, right? <laughs> I agree so, with that a hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I I appreciate you sharing that, and and I really appreciate your perspective as a as a uh, an emerging uh, HR leader. And I think that uh, I think this could be this will be a helpful conversation for for many of our listeners. Also, want to say a big thank you for being a a listener and a part of the Rebel HR community and driving change out there uh, in the world of HR. So I want to uh, I want to start the conversation. I'm I'm, I'm curious about uh, the, the the conference planning, and I you know there's there's so many different conferences out there. There's so many different opportunities for continuing ed, uh, and and I do have a little bit of bias because I'm a I'm a speaker at this conference, and and I have been to multiple state SHRM conferences in Iowa, and and really enjoy them uh, in the community. But I'm curious about the 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 um, the, the theme. And, uh, you know, I, I, I appreciate the theme. It obviously lines up well with, with the focus of our podcast. And the theme is the great reset, the future 
of HR. So can you walk us through uh, the the reason that that is one of the focuses for uh, the conference and, and ultimately how you're helping us work through uh, that problem state? Yeah, so uh, it's a great reset, the future of HR. I think it's really timely. So when we look back, even the past 20 years, HR has gone through a major transformation. We're not just pushing paper anymore. We truly have transformed into business partners. And then when you look even at the last three years from COVID, that I felt like was really the gas pedal for HR getting involved on a lot of leadership teams and really having that voice. Um, So now, you know, being three years out from the onset of the pandemic, I think it's really crucial that we kind of take that step back, that pause and see, okay, now that we've gotten into the space to be a business partner, how do we continue that into the future? How do we reset what we were doing, utilize those HR technologies and continue to evolve to help our businesses and our employees? I agree with that a hundred percent. And Samantha, to your point, it's almost HR was looked at it in different light and let's not lose that. Right. So it is absolutely timing. And as a state council being on it for so many years, you know, these conferences are planned out like the themes usually two years prior. And I couldn't have thought of a better way. Just me being in that room at that time of, of this topic, it was actually two topics for the listeners that merged into one and it was really cool. And this year makes the most sense for it. Um, and one question I have for you, and, and I have so much admiration for, for just your spirit and your hard work. And for the listeners, I worked with Samantha last year planning the programming, and it was it was a lot of hard work. <laughs> and um, I couldn't have asked for a better a better teammate to do that with. And we've got tons of compliments on the programming last year. What my so my question is from from that, what made you make the decision to throw your hat in to be a co-director? Because I know that's another level of just responsibility and and maybe even a little scary and and you seem to be doing a great job with it so far. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, you know, I would echo. I had a wonderful experience serving with you. And I think just the ability to be on the conference committee as a more as a programming chair last year um, really is what sparked me to want to continue to even enhance my involvement. Um, so. Here on my local chapter, I also serve on programs. Um, And why I really like the programming, I wanted to continue to make the whole experience a great experience. Because coming to a conference, it takes a lot of both time, effort, um, and ultimately money. And so I think the experience that our attendees have is very important to me. And so being able to serve as the co-director and getting to put my hands in a little bit of every pot and help manage that was really important. Um, And then getting to work with all the different areas has been really exciting. And it's also the opportunity to get to serve on the state council, meet a few more people. And I thought that would be a great part considering uh, really that's why I got involved with SHRM to meet other HR leaders. That's awesome. Yeah, and I'll second. I appreciate the you know the 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 energy and enthusiasm that it takes to to be a volunteer leader is is it's a lot, and you know I I think that uh, a lot of times it's easy to take for granted all of the work that goes into these these conferences. But uh, I'm really excited for for the programming. I think you know the interesting thing about the the program this year is I you know first of all it's a great way to get continued end credits, but I like the approach. There's different tracks this year, and it's a little bit different than a, than I've seen it in, in years past or 
at other conferences. And it's, you know, there's, there's these, these different approaches that you can, can focus on if you are looking for specific aspects uh, to, to hone your skills in HR. And it's, it's things like HR and the law, winning the war for talent, embracing disruption, leading the way, thinking like a CEO or, or putting people first, uh, you know, all which are, are obviously very important, but, but can give you a different perspective uh, and, uh, and flavor uh, for, the, uh, for the, the work within HR. So I'm curious, Samantha, you know, as, as you've been planning uh, the conference and you reflect on that as it relates to your own personal uh, career path, uh, what, what, is, what is driving uh, your interest in these specific topics as it relates to you as an HR professional? Yeah, so that's a great question. I think it's really interesting that you did pick up that we named the conference tracks differently this year, and that's part of the future of, the future of HR, the reset. We put some Easter eggs kind of all throughout the conference of things we're trying to do differently just because it is the future. Um, but, you know, really when I think about what is important to me as an HR professional, um, it's really working to support our business, because I believe when you support the business really well, you support the employees really well. Um, and I know there's some differences on thinking in this area. Um, some people want to go into HR because they love people, and I love that for them. For me, I think if you support the business really well, you can have a good effect on employees, um, and really it just makes everyone better. Um, so I know I'm very excited for the Think Like a CEO um, sessions. I think that's important, whether you've been in the industry for a long time or you're an emerging professional, to kind of learn how those business leaders are thinking and how you can provide uh, better service to them. And then, as always, I think HR and the law is very interesting. It changes every day. Um, even if it doesn't change every day in Iowa, just being on the lookout for the trends throughout the United States on what's really happening on a legal basis, I think is is something that all HR professionals need to be attuned to. I love that. I've, I've said that for years. Kyle's it's a broken record. Kyle hears it. So if you're not going to want to learn the business, you're not going to be successful in HR. And, and when I ask people for over the years, why are you in HR? Well, I'm a people person. Well, what the hell does that mean? Um, what you talk to people? Good. So does everybody else. Uh, I love that perspective. And, and that's just, it's a hundred percent. Right. Um, I am curious. I've seen a few things about the conference about one you're having a band uh, at night one night, which is going to be a nice change. What are some different things that you're looking forward to that you can share to listeners right now? Yeah, so uh, I think it's really important, just like I would for my day job for uh, the conference. When we started, I pulled all the surveys from last year. So what did people not like and how can we truly make changes and make that better? Um, and a lot that we kept hearing was we need networking. We need more networking, um, which I do think, you know, as a participant to anything, um, whether it be your local HR conference or getting involved in your community, you have to take some of that initiative on yourself. However, we know that not everybody wants to go out and talk to people. So we've tried to make it a little easier this year. Um, so we have put some lunch sessions in um, to kind of around different areas. So Coupa, that is a 
an HR group of higher education professionals. So we've made a special lunch session just for them. So anybody in higher education can go and meet some of their peers. We have one for emerging professionals and then one for those folks that may be at the SHRM conference but haven't really gotten involved in SHRM and how to really plug those in. Um, in addition, I really going to be utilizing the app a lot. So if you're new, if you don't know anybody at the conference, look for those prompts like, hey, we're getting people together for dinner tonight. Or like you said, the band, we're trying to foster a really great networking environment. That way, yes, people are pulling the PDCs and the research and the great things the speakers have, but really they're pulling that HR community from the conference and they're reaching out and meeting others. I love that you're pushing the app, the app, because I think over the last couple of years, it's it's gotten better and better and better. And that team that continues to work on it does a phenomenal job. And last year, I really feel like it started taking some hold. And and the more you continue to push that, and the more the team refines it, um, it's just more accessible. And I love that. <laughs> Shameless plug. So the, we will also be live podcasting there. So we're going to have a booth. We're going to be uh, talking to all sorts of of HR professionals from different walks of life. Stay tuned to that uh, for that because we're going to be putting out some a special series from uh, those interactions from the conference and, uh, and and we'll be there. So if you're at the conference, come check us out. If you want to be on the podcast, come check us out. Uh, another couple of shameless plugs here, I will say. So uh, many of our, our past guests will be either presenting or are supporting and helping to uh, put on this conference. This is like our my hometown conference. And so there's a there's a lot of people from the Rebel HR community that will be there and and uh, and I'll be speaking as well. So would love to to meet uh, any listeners and interact and, uh, and and have conversations about the future of work. So um, really, really cool stuff. And, you know, I, I glad to hear that there's a band as a as a, a, a live music junkie. I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, and I think that's a great ad, Kyle. You know, having you guys come to the conference and do live podcasting was something we're like, hey, this is the future. This is how people can connect from all across and learn about different topics. Um, so we, yeah, you, the opportunity to have you guys come really kind of played right into our conference theme as well. I appreciate you humoring me. So <laughs> this, will, this will be fun. We're going to have a good time. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, I, you know, I think, I think what's really cool about this is, and, and what, what I really appreciate is it's, it is, it is being open-minded to the new world of, of not only the new world of work, but also the new world of learning and, and community. And it's really what we've been trying to do with this podcast is what you're doing with this conference, which is building a community of professionals that can collaborate and share and be, be thinking about these topics that are really, really challenging. And especially in our world and human resources, a lot of times we're very isolated. So, you know, we, we can't necessarily go and talk to somebody dealing with the same thing within our organization. We have to cultivate those networks, that HR community outside of our organization, just by nature of the way that many of our jobs are structured and, and really appreciate the opportunity uh, to network and, you know, a call to action to the community out there. Uh, you know, listen, if you're not actively cultivating that HR network, reach out, let's connect because we are all here to help each other. And ultimately, that will help our organizations and help the entire world of work. So that's really what we're all about here. So I'm curious, Samantha, you know, as, as you reflect on the work that you're doing as a volunteer leader, and as you reflect on your W-2 job, uh, or, you know, depending on how busy you are, that might feel more like your hobby 
and your full-time job is the, the co-conference uh, coordinator, but you know, I, I, I won't tell your employer that, uh, but uh, I, I'm curious as you reflect on, uh, on you uh, learning about the world of, of human resources, stepping into the world of human resources and most recently as the uh, talent acquisition uh, specialist for, uh, for Graham construction. Um, what is one thing that as you reflect back on where you're at now that you wish you would have known when you were first starting out in human resources? That is a great question. I think kind of along the same lines we've talked about is cultivating that HR network outside of work. So, um, as you, as every HR professional listening knows, um, I can't walk outside of my office and talk about a problem I'm having that I need to solve. Um, but it is great to have people, and I've seen that a lot from getting involved with SHRM. Like, I know if I have an HR question I can't answer, I have 15 people on my phone that I can call, text to get help with. Um, and... Uh, I think sometimes when you're coming into HR, you're so focused on your job um, and you're not always thinking about yourself as a professional. And I think for HR people, that's really key because we do see a lot. And I think you need to have someone in your life that can understand that. Um, so even going home, talking to my significant other, he he can't provide the insight that we'll need. He'll just be like, oh, that sounds like stupid office drama. When it's like, no, it's affecting employee relations and some employee engagement type issue. Um, but when you talk to an HR professional, they understand what's going on and truly the significance of that. Um, and I think that's how some HR professionals burn out is they don't have that yeah. network. And so they're just sitting in their office by themselves. You know, maybe they do have a manager they can talk to, but their manager, if they're not in HR, doesn't understand. And that's how people make themselves sick and leave the profession is they don't have that network to fall back on. And sometimes at the end of the day, just grab a drink with and laugh about the craziness that we see. That's the most important, important piece to me. I, I used, I used to have a manager that would always say to me if I was having a tough day or just wanting to vent, well, it was your choice to get into HR. It's like, okay, well, you're not here to help me at all. And because 90% of the people we serve, when they come to our door, it's a need, right? It's, it is a need. It's not a conversation just to have a conversation. It does get mentally uh, grueling. And so having that network is very important. And I'm glad you recognize that. Patrick, I thought you were going to say that's the most important thing, getting a drink. <laughs> um, I just have water right now. It's water right now. We're, we're recording this in the middle of the day. So nobody is drinking right now unless, uh, I don't know. I don't know what's in that clear liquid, Patrick. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, give me give me an hour. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's 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 so so true. And I, I do think, you know, even for us HR professionals, my early career, I had a lot of HR professionals within my organization that were kind of my internal HR network. But the reality is sometimes sometimes you do need a kind of a safe space outside of the outside of the organization. And that's okay. Um and I certainly careened really close to the sun. Uh, on on burnout and and got to a point where you know it was really unsustainable without a a change and and you know I would I would say I I couldn't have done it without making sure that I had a really strong support network behind me um, and, and totally agree so um, 
With that being said, we are we are ending the uh, the, the time uh, that we have allotted together. So I'm curious, Samantha, to hear your responses to the Rebel HR flash round. Are you ready? I am ready. All right, here we go. Question number one, where does HR need to rebel? I think HR needs to get their managers in check. Um, And I'm not talking about their direct bosses. I'm talking about the managers they work with. That's a lot of times where I see the majority of issues come from in an organization, whether that's employee relations or leads into legal issues, is um, when you just let the managers that you've had maybe forever continue to operate at a very low level, and whether that's micromanaging their employees or the opposite and not managing their employees enough, that causes the worst experience for an employee. And I know I've left an organization because of a bad manager and so has many others. So HR needs to call the managers on their bull crap. We can say bullshit if we absolutely. <laughs> but I appreciate you cleaning that up. I'll be the one that says it. But no, I, 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 I think you're right. If anybody's questioning, okay, how do I keep my managers in check? We've got a number of podcasts in the queue that you can go back and look at from, uh, Dealing with brilliant jerks to uh, to uh, uh, making sure that you're leading in a uh, an empathetic way. So uh, feel free to send those to those managers. Maybe not the brilliant jerks one. That might <laughs> that might set them off. But I I did love that episode. <laughs> All right, question number two: Who should we be listening to? So I. Uh... Not so much listening, but he has a couple books that I really like. Um, I guess you can listen in on, on an audiobook is Gino Wickman. So Gino Wickman came up with the traction management theory, and that's something we use here at Graham, and I love it. I can't imagine doing HR without traction. That being said, traction's not going to be for everyone. Um, they really kind of have a sweet spot on that mid, like, 100 to 200 type employees. Um, but what you can learn from Gino, even if you can't implement this in your business, is how to keep people accountable and keep people all moving to the same uh, same goal in mind. And that's the biggest thing that I, I think is really important. If you went out to any of my employees right now, I'm really sure that they could tell you what at least three of our five core values are. And that's because we followed Gino's model where every single quarter we're evaluating employees on their core values. We're rewarding them for that. We have recognition for each core value. Um, And when everybody has the same core value and same goal in mind, um, you really can have a great experience for your employees and help grow your business. I love that. And I, if companies do that right, the the uh, EOS, Entrepreneurial Operating System, and, and the book Traction, that's such a great program, but you got to do it right and not just halfway. Yeah. I love Thanks that. Thanks uh, 80% adherence is really what you should be striving for. Our organization has done it for many years. Um, and so we we are above and beyond the 80%. We a lot of times get called up to talk about it at national conferences and stuff because we do it so well. Um, but yes, implementation of it is extremely important. That's awesome. All right, last question. How can our listeners reach out, get get uh, registered for the conference and connect with you? Yeah, so uh, the best way to get um, connected to the conference, there's a few different ways. But if you go to iowastatechermconference.org, and it's 
I should rephrase, it's IA State. So it's the abbreviation for iowastatestrumconference.org. You can register there. Um, and registering early, better than later is better. You will get a couple more goodies as you check in, um, but also you save money. Um, we also have the the traditional social networks, Facebook, LinkedIn. And then if you want to connect with me, I'm on LinkedIn, Samantha Coulson. Um, and you'll find me, Talent Acquisition Specialist for Graham Construction. Absolutely. We'll have all that information in the show notes. Uh, so open up your podcast player, check it out. Would strongly encourage anybody who's looking for uh, some continuing education to, to check it out. And uh, if you haven't been to Iowa and you're outside of the state, you know, it's uh, it's a nice time of year to come. It's pretty nice in uh, uh, in a couple months from now. So appreciate the time, uh, Samantha and Patrick. So uh, so uh, looking forward to seeing you all here in a, uh, a couple months. Yeah. One last plug I would give is the conference is really for everybody. A lot of times we see people sending their director or VP levels. And I really think anybody from an emerging professional to someone that's been in HR for 30 years can benefit from the conference. So don't just send it to your directors, send it to everybody. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Samantha, Patrick, thank you so much for joining us. I uh, really appreciate the time and uh, I'll see you both soon. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks, Samantha. All right. That does it for the Rebel HR podcast. Big thank you to our guests. Follow us on Facebook at Rebel HR Podcast, Twitter at Rebel HR Guy, or see our website at rebelhumanresources.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rebel HR Podcast are those of the authors and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of any of the organizations that we represent. No animals were harmed during the filming of this podcast. Baby.